0: when I wonder, there's this deep, deep pleasure uh, of discovering how things work.
1: Magical greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the World Needs Magic podcast. I'm Rubens, director of spells and co-founder at Abra Academy. Abra Academy believes the world needs magic, not only rabbits in hats, but the magic of people. Use magic to create powerful learning experiences full of joy and possibilities so that everyone can reach the full potential. Today I have a creator of wonder with us, Dr. Matt Pritchard. Matt is a scientist and he also runs an online interview site delving deeper into conversations of curiosity and wonder, wordsonwonder.com. He has spoken to bishops, philosophers and astronauts to figure out what is the meaning of this most elusive words. Creative at the core and passionate about simplifying the complex, Matt works with organizations such as the Science Museum Group, Big Bang Fairs, and is an associate of the inner magic circle. I had the pleasure of watching Matt's performance and talk last year at the Welcome Collection, when they ran a lovely exhibition on the psychology of magic. Welcome, Matt! and thank you for joining us today. What's wonder and how do you fall in love with it? It's such a big question,
0: isn't it? Welcome everyone. I, I think for me, uh, just to give you a bit of my background, I've sort of got three strands to what I do. The, the, the first strand is I've been a magician since I was 10 years old. Uh, Second strand is I've been studying science, I did physics at research level at university and now a big part of my job is science communication and the third part is I work a lot in schools and with universities and those three areas all circle around wonder and curiosity and so I've always had an interest in wonder in being astonished myself, and then feeling compelled to share that with others. And over the last maybe three years, I've been having lots of conversations with people and asking, what is wonder? And I realized that everyone in their head has, has quite a different definition of what wonder is. Uh, for some people, it's a, a way of thinking. It's a, it's a mindset. Other people, it's, it's an emotion and, Uh, Some people describe something that other people would describe as curiosity, and other people would describe as awe. And it really sort of confused me. How do you actually define wonder? And so I started more formally asking people uh, what they thought wonder was. I interviewed people. There's a a website, wordsonwonder.com, with 100 plus interviews with artists, explorers, scientists, magicians, philosophers, theologians, about their aspect of wonder and curiosity. And I'm, I'm aware I haven't really answered your question yet. What is, what is wonder? And there's so many facets to that. I think uh, what you find is when you, when you look into psychological research, it's often overlooked. It's often almost swept under the carpet. And hidden amongst other things. There's there's something called epistemic emotions. Epistemic emotions are things like surprise and awe and curiosity. And you find that some researchers will uh, link wonder with curiosity. It's that itch to find out how things work. And other researchers will lump wonder and awe together. It's that uh, uh, almost being overwhelmed by an experience. And then that's what we call a need for accommodation you've you've experienced something brand new and you're trying to accommodate that into your thinking pattern uh, so there's there's an element of curiosity to wonder and there's an element of uh, being exposed to new big often big experiences but i think what's often missed out is there's a real playfulness to wonder as well uh, or is very much something you experience from a distance, whereas I think wonder is very much invites you in to to participate, to play, to explore, and uh, and so there's a, there's a playfulness, but there's also with wonder there's a there's a connection with nature as well. Uh, it, It also sometimes encourages, for lots of people, it it leads them to spiritual levels of thinking as well. And so you've you've got these different facets of wonder. There's the curious itch to find out more, there's the uh, accommodating new experiences, there's uh, the playfulness, there's the uh, exposure to the world and exposure to maybe more spiritual planes. And so, for me, all these elements—this tangled, tangled mess of uh, wondrous things—I'm trying to figure out. And I think probably the bottom line is: uh, if you ever understand wonder, then that wonder that you've understood is really impotent. It says you can't understand wonder; it almost defies defies description.
1: Fantastic! And from these various windows that you talk about. Uh, I'm very curious about the curiosity one. So, yeah. can you dive a little bit more, like, on how wonder is connected and related to curiosity? So yeah. To-
0: so I think uh, just on the curiosity scale, there's, there's 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 a very low level curiosity. That's very much your clickbait. That's very much your oh, I wonder what's inside the box type of. Uh, and once you've opened the box, once you've clicked there, you uh, you sort of then uh, that curiosity is satisfied and so that moves away but then there's there's something often described as sort of epistemic curiosity uh, which is a, a deeper a, a deeper drive to understand how things work and that is closer to I think wonder than that just initial what's novel and uh, how can i scratch that itch and uh, i think often though when curiosity's been satisfied it stops at that point i think wonder when wonder's done right it's it's ongoing it's a, it's a lifestyle and I, I can see that andrew said here in the chat that is there's a joy is a a big part of wonder and i totally agree for me when i wonder there's this deep deep pleasure uh of discovering how things work and that that deep pleasure that that's that joy and i so for me wonder wonder and joy is is often linked together you know, there's a there's a really interesting study Gallup did quite a few years ago now they studied hundreds I think 135,000 people worldwide and they wanted to know what impacted people's well-being and the the number one factor for well-being was having people around them that would support and look after them understandably so uh, but the uh, the second, second factor that impacts your happiness today is what did you learn yesterday? Did you discover something new? So there's a real element of if you're discovering new things, it really uh, helps your well-being as well. And so curiosity is a great, uh, great thing to pursue because of that well-being aspect, and because there's joy linked there and linked with wonder as well. And so yeah, I think they're they're linked, but I think. What wonder has that curiosity doesn't is that ongoing sense of being on an adventure and discovering, uh, that's not being satisfied with one solution, wanting to find out more and more.
1: Fantastic. Uh, just a reminder if you have any questions, please write it down on the chat, and we can try to address them along the way. Uh, being it so fantastic, so powerful and and bringing us well-being among so many other things. How can we cultivate wonder, Matt?
0: So I think one of the big things that kills wonder is busyness. When we are just overwhelmed with too much pressure from whether that's work or uh, family or house situations, and we just got that... uh, constant filling of our time with whether that's uh, pressures or whether it's just things like your your smartphone, that uh, ambient anxiety that comes from the the notifications. And a big aspect to wonder is stopping and pausing and reflecting and readjusting. And if you want to have more wonder in your life, I think uh, a big part of that is just slowing down. And making both time and, and making space in your life to notice things, uh, to discover things that you might not necessarily notice. And I I, I read last year this wonderful phrase, uh, Vujard Day. And at this point, most people think I've got it wrong, it's deja vu. No, Vujard Day is seeing the extraordinary in the ordinary. So seeing something you know and you're familiar with but seeing it in a new light and discovering a a different aspect, different uh, facet to that. Uh, So Day, the extraordinary in the ordinary or the the magical in the mundane and that's that's linked to that slowing down and making time. And I, I think there's a third aspect And that is to really, really value questions and to be constantly questioning things. And and for me, two super powerful questions to ask are, and what else? It's what I I call the all question, A-W-E, and what else? You look at something and go, and what else could it be? And what else could I use it for? And what could I swap in? And the second one that linked to that is, what if? what if is an incredibly powerful question you you go okay what if I combine two elements what if I swap something out what if I scale something up or I take something away so slowing down making being intentional about making space trying to see and notice things often stuff that's already under your nose and then also asking good questions and I've just seen pops up on the chat uh uh, uh, Teresa's sort of saying about being uh, furloughed has provided lots of opportunities and I think later we'll be, be talking more specifically about the situation uh, we're in with this lockdown and I think uh, I totally agree with you Teresa that there's so many elements of this last month that have been great and have filled with wonder
1: moments as well. Hey Matt, uh, how about the business environment? How can we apply wonder? to help change the way we we operate at work
0: yeah and um, so i think one part of that is again making uh, making time and space in your diary for that i when i have a good work day it's often when i start the day well which means I don't go into the office and start tackling my emails straight away. I don't sort of get overwhelmed with all the pressures of the day. I, I relax into the day and I sort of make, uh, make preparations. And, uh, and then as uh, my friend Adrian Hurst, who's, is actually a church pastor, but he has a great phrase, pause, center, continue. Pause, center, continue. When you feel a bit overwhelmed or, uh, you're trying to decide on what to do uh you pause you stop what you're doing you center you realize what's the big picture what what am i what's my core values and then you continue so pause center continue that can be at the start of a working day often uh uh, often it's good to do that the night before a book that i'd i'd actually recommend to everyone to read it's uh there's a couple of different versions of it and it's just a name change. But I think, I'm just looking on my bookshelf, it's called, uh, I'm gonna say, Everything in Its Place. It's, uh, and you'll see how bad my French is now, but it's all about the chef's art of mise en place. So that's that how they arrange all their foods, how they prepare in advance, how they cook. And it's all about, uh, it's, it's more than just a skill set. And it's more than just a structure for cooking, but it's also a philosophy of cooking and preparing in advance, whether that's at start of the day or even the night before helps. That's that's one aspect, making that space there and being prepared uh, linked to that. I think having buffer in your day. Don't mm-hmm. overschedule your day. Don't have meetings back to back. Leave those times, times of reflection, times to recenter during the day and a different part and something that absolutely crushes curiosity and absolutely crushes wonder is failure but not necessarily getting things wrong it's it's that fear of being seen to make a mistake i think one of the the worst things that happens in a business environment is we've uh, we've linked fear and failure together that uh, if you make a mistake you feel like oh I'm to blame and I think one of the worst questions you can ask around the board table or on a production line or or wherever is whose fault is that because as soon as you make it personal and make the failure personal it means that person next time and everyone observing in is going to not want to stick their knack out, they're not going to want to take risks and try new things because they're going to be the person who messes up, they're going to be the person to seem to be messed up, and a big part of being curious and wondering is trying new things, and trying new things, you're inevitably going to make mistakes, but that's just a part of learning. Uh, uh, A friend pointed out that when a toddler learns to walk, basically walking is just controlled falling, you think about it: a kid just puts one leg in front of the other, and they they topple over. That's as adults, we we basically control our falling, and being uh, being open to making mistakes and welcoming mistakes as a as a rapid way of learning is another great way to help in business life. I, I love the phrase "fail fast." Um, Pixar, Pixar's great for that, uh, particularly in the early days, you know, you know, the short films they they make that usually end up at the end of the DVD. And uh, I, initially I thought they were just a little add on extra just to make the DVD purchase worthwhile. Turns out that most of these short films come about because Pixar just threw a million dollars at a project. They saw a talented animator who they thought could be a director, or they had a new computer system and they didn't want to test it out on the sequel to Finding Nemo, but they could pay a million dollars to test it on a little tiny five minute short film. And if it worked, great. And if it didn't, so what? It's a million dollars. And so they very much embrace that failing fast mentality.
1: Fantastic. So we're talking about one there. Uh, at the business space wandering day by day but right now the world's upside down right Mm -hmm. are we all experiencing wonder
0: I think just looking at the chat there's been a few hints that there have been elements that in our slowed down life there have been some lovely moments I look to my own family I've got two kids uh, six and four and we foster a baby at the moment as well and there's been some wonderful family moments of i think every meal time we've eaten together and the conversations that have come out of that have been great i've uh i don't think i've been as healthy as i have for uh, quite some time in terms of being able to go out running most days and just getting out into nature uh, usually before all the idiots who can't social distance get out on the canal paths of birmingham but i'm out running around and just having a bit of exercise that that's been great but equally, uh, equally, there's been elements of the last six weeks that I've hated. I've uh, I've really struggled with my identity because for me, I work predominantly in schools. Schools closed. That's my business basically disappeared overnight. Uh, my fallback plan to become a teacher has failed as well because. Uh, uh, I can't work in schools and the training's st- stopped as well. And so my identity has took a massive hit. And I think one of the things I've really wrestled with is so much of who I was has been wrapped up in what I do, as opposed to who I am. And I've, I've, I've really been sort of reflecting on the difference between doing and being. So is what I do is my job title is that is that all who I am or is it my being how I am day to day how I am with my my family and with my friends and and so it's been a struggle you know there's no easy answers this this season's flipping tough and I think I'll come out with a better view of who I am and connections with people because of that I also, ironically for a magician, I hate mystery. I hate the, the ambiguity of not knowing what's happening. I, I, I love a, a nice self-contained mystery, which is what magic is. Magic's effectively, it's just a, a safe, safe box, a safe way of playing with mystery because you know, okay, where's that card gone? Oh, look, it's over here. Something's disappeared. It's, it's safe, it's playful. The mysteries we face currently are anything but safe, they're anything but playful and a big chunk of wonder is having to embrace mystery, I'm going actually there's ambiguity, there's complexity, I, I don't understand it but I'm still going to move forward, I, I don't like doing that, I don't like the ambiguity, I want to know I'm going to have a job at the end of it, I'll, I like to know that all oh, my family's gonna be safe. I like to know when I can just go to the shops or, or get in my car and stuff like that. And, and that, that's hard. And I think we're all, we're all wrestling with that, uh, that mystery side of things. Mystery at times can be like, yeah, it can be there's more here than we think, but uh, sometimes I don't like to see what's on the other side of mystery.
1: Whoa what a learning, thank you so much Matt. This is awesome. I hope you enjoy the chat and learned something new today. Please follow Abra Academy on LinkedIn, Twitter or Instagram for upcoming webinars. And to know more about what we do and how we can help bring more wonder to your organization. Unleash your magic.